Alrighty, so this is Reese and Steve Mock. And this is the Cedar Log. Alrighty, so what's your current role in scouting and kind of what have you done in the past or how you have, uh, how did you get where you are now? All right, uh, so um, current role in scouting, I, I have a couple, okay. Uh, I guess um, first, I'm an assistant scoutmaster in Troop 18. Uh, in Philadelphia, uh, Roosevelt District. I also sit on the Roosevelt District Committee, venturing crew advisor of Crew 1957. Okay, and then I am the assistant camp director at Resica Falls uh, since 2016. That's my fifth summer in that role. Done a whole bunch of different things uh, as part of the district committee. I've run Klondikes and Camperees, um, probably about five Klondikes that I've organized, Klondike derbies, and uh, staffed just as many, if not more. Um, organized one or two camperees, uh, was the program chair for the 2016 Muster Madness under uh, the Muster Scout Reservation, uh, primarily Camp Delmont, but then the whole reservation. Um, 2,400 person camperee on the property in uh, September 2016. Uh, and then I'm also going to be the program uh, program co-chair for the uh, 25th anniversary uh, Cradle of Liberty Jam um, camperee that is going to be held at Musser in May of 2021, fingers crossed. Um, so those are kind of my main things uh, outside of camp. Um, gone to Philmont, went hiked there in 2011, uh, 74-mile uh, trek. That was pretty awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, Eagle Scout, uh, November 5th, 2009. Also very active with the Order of the Arrow. Uh, during my youth, uh, I was a chapter officer. I was the ordeal chair, vice chief of program, uh, and the vigil honor co-chair. And uh, as an adult, I've served in a couple different advisory roles uh, for Brotherhood, events, membership, and then uh, Conclave 2018 uh, with you as my chairman. That was probably my favorite event ever. Pretty awesome. Learned a lot from you, so big thanks to you for that. That is quite the, uh, the record. That's a lot of stuff. I don't know how you do that and camp at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's um, pretty time consuming. Uh, um, uh, I've also, excuse me, so I've been involved in scouting since 2002. I was never a Cub Scout or anything like that. Okay. But uh, I joined Troop 18 in 2002. Uh, my grandfather was the Scoutmaster. Uh, troop 18 was actually the troop that he was uh, in um, since he joined scouting in 1952. Uh, so when he passed away last June, um, he, so he was in the troop for 57 years, or 67 years, my apologies, 67 years, uh, same troop. So scouting is kind of, you know, in my family, uh, big, big part of it. So and I guess I, I don't want to say I didn't have a choice because I definitely did, but, um, you know, there was no other, no other way about it. Um, so then I, you know, all kinds of camping trips. Uh, did my ordeal in 2004 at Treasure Island, became a member of Unami Lodge 1, 
uh, sealed the bonds of brotherhood in 2006 at Resica Falls, and I kept my vigil at Resica in 2011. It's given the name Nagooksawagan Alangamat, which means the loyal friend. Pretty cool. That is, again, quite the record. I didn't realize you had all those connections, different things. I remember attending yeah. uh, a grandfather's viewing. I didn't. I knew he was a big deal, but I didn't realize it was 60-some years in that troop. I kind of wish I had made that connection sooner. It's kind of cool. They, um, the, a lot of the guys that, were, uh, that he was in scouts with uh, are, are kind of like our troop, a portion of our troop committee. Um, so actually they're the group of them is like a year older than he is here. He was. So, uh, actually, uh, sometime next year in 2021, that'll be 70 years, uh, in troop 18 and scouting for those guys, which is pretty awesome. They still come out to our courts of honor. Uh, and you know, they're, they, you know, they really care about scouting and, and troop 18. Um, Fun little connection with Troop 18 and I guess Resica, um, since this is primarily about Resica Falls and not Steve Mock and scouting. Um, troop 18 was uh, one of the troops that um, was involved with the clearing of campsites. They had, so, you know, there was a lot of work that happened to build the camp. Um, and then there's many professional contractors and stuff. But so Troop 18 was one of the groups that came up, uh, troops that came up, and they helped clear out campsites and stuff on various weekends as this new camp was being built um, with the, the, the federation between Philadelphia and Valley Forge Councils. And a uh, couple of the scouts from Troop 18 were actually involved in the dedication ceremony uh, when oh, wow. camp opened. I will have to send you some photos because I recently found some from construction and I have some of the dedication photos. So oh, well, we can see if there's actually any 18s on these guys' uniforms. That'd be kind of cool. I there's, probably have to look pretty hard, but <laughs> yeah, but there's some good ones of like all the scouts in attendance. So you might be able okay. to even recognize faces. That's awesome. So when did you join the rest of the camp staff? Uh, yeah, so I joined Resica Falls Camp Staff in 2009. That was my first summer on staff. So I was a little later, I was 17, so I wasn't a CIT or anything like that. Okay. But 2009, working uh, as a handicraft staff member. All righty. And then how did you go from a handicraft staff member to assistant camp director? Well, uh, so... Uh, uh, in 2010, I became the uh, handicraft director, so I was running handicraft, um, and it was actually at that point that, uh, in 2009, and for a couple summers before that, handicraft was located on the parade field, mm-hmm. um, that uh, the shack that is now the, or the pavilion that's now the sports pavilion in that whole area, that was handicraft, um, so that's where I worked my first summer. 2010 is when handicraft moved uh, to the old Great Bend Dining Hall, okay, which is now the STEM Center. Yeah. Um, but so Handicraft moved there. So I was the first director of Handicraft uh, in the Bend, and we had, you know, half of that uh, dining hall room that was where we did uh, leatherwork, wood carving, basketry, and Indian lore. Those were the four badges that were the Handicraft thing. Um, so yeah, 2010, I was the director. Uh, 
Now, I was, I don't want to say I was uh, critical of things that happened that summer, but if you, if you ask John Bickle, he'd probably say that uh, Ray, Tartaglia, and I were a little critical of uh, stuff going on that summer. So he pretty much told us to put our money where our mouths were. And in 2011, we were both commissioners. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he was like, you guys, you guys have ideas? You want to want to say things? You know, um, let's, let's make stuff happen. So that's just how kind of made that quick progression. Um, 2011 and 2012 as commissioner, 2012, I was the head commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, we all, all kinds of different campwide programs and things like that, that, uh, that Ray and I, uh, kind of worked on together and planned, um, at various points through summers as commissioners. Uh, and then in 2013, I was supposed to be the assistant program director. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, John Bickle was going to be the program director. Uh, I was going to be the assistant program director. And then there was a team of four commissioners underneath of us. Um, and then there was a situation. Okay. Uh, and John became the camp director at Musser for that summer, uh, cool. running, the, running the Cub Adventures in 2013. So uh, as the assistant program director, uh, I got the... Uh, I guess the, the blessing and all right, you're now the program director. Okay. Uh, so 2013 was my first summer as the program director. Definitely a bit of a trial by fire. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, cause we were going into the summer. I mean, and th- this was in early June. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It was staff weekend of, of the 2013 season. Um, the rest of the staff weekend that we heard, you know, some rumblings that somebody was going to have to go to Musser and uh, be the camp director. Um, we had our two pre-camp leaders meeting mm-hmm. after that. So, and then that Tuesday uh, was when we found out John was going to be the camp director. And then uh, I was then going to become the program director. And then that, that Sunday, so five days later is when we were starting director's week for uh, the 2013 summer. Oh my goodness, that sounds like a familiar tale to some of the stuff that's happened at Muster. Oh my goodness. So, uh, didn't have, uh, didn't have too much, uh, time to get comfortable in the role, but fortunately I was, you know, I had a, uh, we had a fantastic team that we were able to, you know, come together and do some awesome programs, make that summer, um, truly remarkable, which, um, let me pull up my notes. Um, I believe at that point, uh, yeah, so that was the highest summer uh, scout attendance-wise at that point in Resica's history or in the contemporary era of history um, with 3,152 kids. Uh, and it would kind of remain that until our uh, 60th anniversary in 2017. So, uh, brand new program director, um, down a member of the, you know, the, the program team, the week going in, but yeah, it was, it was, an, it was a time. Um, so then I was the program director for three summers, 13, 14, 15, um, the end of 2015, um, some shifts had to happen. 
you know, cover some different, uh, some different vacancies that we had, mm-hmm. uh, a real need that we had, um, was to have a, a good, strong, uh, business manager type person with logistics and operations. We kind of, uh, skirted by without one in 2015. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I told Chris that I, you know, I take on that, you know, we, we can find someone else to be the program director. We need to focus in on this stuff. Um, so Chris is like, well, then you'll be the assistant camp director. And I was like, all right, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so then, yeah, 2016 is when I became the assistant camp director. Um, and then as, as we've kind of, you know, kept going and growing and stuff, we now have a business manager as well um, with Jerry. As you said, you talked to him. So, and that, that's kind of my story. And this is my fifth summer as the ACD. That is quite the journey. So that thirty-one hundred scouts, like Resica, kind of roughly maintained since twenty thirteen. Uh, it's been up and down a little bit. I don't want to say we've maintained. Um. So uh, it it's been you know it's fluctuated a little bit. Um. Stayed around 3,100 in 2014. Uh, dropped down to like 3,041 in 2015. 2016, we call it the fluke of 2016. It was like a, a big attendance drop. Um, and it's, we, you know, we still don't know what the real reason for it was, but we dropped down to 2,500 scouts oh. um, in 2016. Yeah, which, you know, again, that's, that's not a, uh, a bad number to have. Yeah, no stretch of the imagination, but compared to the three thousand thirty one hundred summers we had been doing, it was it was a bit of a dip. But it truly was a fluke because in twenty seventeen we were back up with our largest summer in the contemporary era of thirty one sixty three in twenty seventeen, our sixtieth anniversary. Kept that thirty one hundred around that for twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen was a little dip. We dropped around around twenty nine hundred scouts, um, but uh. You know, and as scouting's membership ebbs and flows, I guess kind of our attendance does too. Uh, so, you know, just got to gotta roll with it. Yeah, I remember uh, my troop, we do a two-year rotation, so we always are going to different summer camps. So when I hear those numbers, I think of other troops uh, doing stuff like that. Because uh, our guys, when they went to Resica in like the contemporary era, loved it, absolutely loved it. But because of our troop rule, we had to go somewhere else uh, for the third. Yeah, and you know, um, 2013 and 2017 uh, could have just been those years where, you know, those troops that come every other year and those troops that come every three years, mm-hmm. they lined up and they were all there at that point versus something like 2016 and 2019. We could have hit where that's the time that the every other year and the every three year troops aren't there. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so hard to tell it. You can't really like pin one thing. Yeah. On it, but. Well, I guess uh, kind of switching gears. So what kind of work is done in the off season by, I guess the camp staff and friends we'll call them. Uh, what kind of work i mean it's uh it it's really a i couldn't even begin to um i guess quantify the work or um qualify the work 
uh, I guess, uh, at, you know, a typical, uh, so the, the camp leadership team has a camp master crew, uh, which consists of myself, Chris and Jerry. Um, and then there's other, you know, dedicated volunteers that are, uh, some of them are consistently on the camp master crew. They're there every month with us because we, we have a weekend, one weekend, at least each month during the off season, September through May. Um, so then we have some that group of volunteers and then we have some other people uh that come up with us as well occasionally uh the the three other consistent people are dave gibbons larry niebauer and matt gutterman um you know matthew mcgovern has been there a whole bunch um uh, dennis abernathy is there chris smith um so those guys you know they're jeff astor uh so that's kind of the crew the eight nine of us can fluctuate down the six can be up to nine, you know, depending on how it goes. Um, nine, 10 people. Uh, but so yeah, we're, we're there one weekend a month, camp mastering, um, checking in the troops that are uh, staying in camp uh, for the weekend, tent sites, uh, cabin rentals, stuff like that. Um, and then we, uh, there's always some kind of project that we do. We're never not doing something, um, even in like January and February when there's a lot of snow on the ground and every troop's out skiing somewhere or something like that. We're still working on something um, inside, you know. Uh, you know, this past uh, February, bitter cold, um, at the beginning of the month we were up there. Um, we worked on... Uh, went and we did a whole bunch well so in january we did a whole bunch of measurements of cabins rooms okay. rooms everything and then we created rough floor plans okay. on february we sort of digitized those rough floor plans um to have cabin layouts and then uh worked on cabin descriptions of what each cabin has and things like that and that's going to be part of the the year-round camping guide um mm -hmm. that uh Matt Gutterman is uh, kind of spearheading the project on. Um, so, you know, so there's always something that we're doing. Uh, you know, uh, there's always trees that need to be dropped or trees that were dropped that need to then be bucked up. And we, you know, use the Kubota and the John Deere to move them. Um, you know, or if there's a bigger project going on, uh, you know, we're, we're right there in that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, Whenever I say off season or somebody says off season, I kind of laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, sure, we're not there every day like we are during the summer. Um, but when we are in camp, there's always stuff happening, always doing things. Um, and then even when we're not in camp, um, you know, uh, Chris and I talk um, not every day, but probably every other um, or several times a week. Uh, I'll, we'll get together. Uh, in person at least once a month if not twice a month um you know the person that's the program director assistant program director uh will be meet with them once a month um all talking about you know staffing and you know what's next and what are we going to do what program tweaks what program changes are we going to make what's our next project um what didn't go well last summer what do we need to you know kind of work on still constantly having those conversations and thinking about things um, to, to make the experience better. This episode of the Cedar Log 
is brought to you by the Anatomy Lodge Square Store. In the Square Store, you can find different patches, apparels, and all things Unami. And now, back to Stephen Reese. That is quite a lot. And explains all the Facebook posts I see from Larry of him painting something or in a ditch or doing I, I whatever. Mean, yes, there, you know, there's, uh, there's never not something going on, um, you know, and then though you mentioned Facebook, there's a, the whole other, you know, the marketing piece of it um, that, uh, you know, Matt Gutterman designs a lot of those posts and then uh, Brianna Tartaglia, um, Ray's wife, does a lot of those postings and comes up with the witty words and stuff that are with the different um, images and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, it, it's, it's truly a team effort. Yeah. You, know? you know, it would not happen. It wouldn't be possible if, you know, if it wasn't a team effort and certainly if our team wasn't as large as it is. I was always wondering who did all those posts. I actually, uh, had to analyze a content strategy for a web writing class at school. And I picked Jessica because I was just like, oh, look, why not? <laughs> okay. That explains that. I spend way too much time on that project just looking at Jessica posts and like trying to use class terms to analyze it. That was not fun because of the class, not because of the posts. Alrighty. And then I guess switching back into camp. So virtual camp seems like it's been, uh, I guess, a home run, we could say. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, what are the final numbers of registered scouts? How has all of that gone? What's it like with all the moving parts between Nick's stuff and the podcast? And then you have a shipping department practically. Um, yeah, so with the, you know, COVID-19 crisis going on in, in the world right now, uh, it kind of became obvious mid-April that we weren't going to be able to have traditional summer camp. Um, we, uh, we, you know, we were, we joked a little bit uh, through March and the beginning of April that, you know, oh, well, we don't need to worry about that. That'll be a 2021 problem. Um, but, you know, as things kept going, uh, we came to that conclusion that, yeah, um, we're not going to have scouts camping at Resic for this summer. Um, which was, you know, a hard, hard conclusion to come to, uh, without a doubt. Um, but right away, uh, we were like, we, we got to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at the Resica brand, the Resica experience, um, has become something that, we feel that scouts and leaders depend upon mm -hmm. um, and 2020 could be no exception to that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, lots of late nights, uh, lots of zoom meetings, conversations, text chats, a um, couple in-person conversations with a very small group of people. Um, and uh, the virtual camp was born over about two weeks um, from mid-April by the end of April. Um, and, you know, uh, we, you know we, we threw so much stuff out there just to see what would stick. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, we, we had one, it was like three and a half hours one night. Okay. We had uh, BSA requirements books. We're uh, sitting, talking and everything, you know, wherever. Um, and we're flipping through page by page. I mean, like, could we do this merit badge? We'd read each requirement. Now that one won't work. So, you know, badges that we traditionally do in summer camp, some of them weren't going to work. Uh, wood carving and leatherwork, for example, they weren't going to work in virtual camp. Kids weren't going to have the tools to do leatherwork uh, at home and wood carving. Nobody wanted to do that over the computer. Um, but virtual camp then also afforded us some opportunities as we were flipping through and be like, hey, we could do this. This is this is a home badge and we're going to be at home. Our counselors can, can do this. Um, so things like uh, citizenship into community and programming, not badges that we typically offer at Resica, we're able to offer those through the virtual camp. Um, so that was kind of like a neat little plus. Uh, and, you know, Resica isn't just about the merit badges. Um, there's so many other things, uh, all the different campwide activities, the campwide programs, the campfires, um, the nature. Uh, you know, of the 4,200 acres. So we're like, well, we need to try and get that, that too. Um, so, you know, we're like, well, we're absolutely going to do a campfire. Um, so all the staff, you know, recorded their skits, submitted it, edited it together. And it's like a little, little mini show type, type thing. Um, Scouts own service. Uh, camp-wide activities. They're virtual, different games, trivia, and a game night and stuff like that. Uh, an electronic e-escape room kind of thing. Um, an OA social. Um, you know, all those other things in camp were like, yeah, we have to do this stuff. You know, the badges aren't enough. For, in, in our head, in our minds, when we were putting this program out, the badges weren't going to be enough. So we put all that stuff together. Um, and uh, I think it's, you know, it's worked out pretty well. Uh, there's 1,200, our final totals are 1,207 scouts. Oh, my goodness. And 96 leaders. Um, there's, there's leaders programs each night, too. Um, we have different trainings and uh, activities and uh, social type things for them to participate in uh, as well. So 96 leaders, 1,207 scouts. Uh, and those... 1,207 scouts uh, come from 19 different states. Oh, my goodness. And I want to get this number right. Uh, comes from... Uh, where did it go? Uh, 53 scouting councils throughout the country. Which is about a quarter of the councils, give or take. Oh my goodness! So yeah, we have a uh, we have scouts from all over the country participating in this virtual camp program, and we have scouts all over the country that are receiving um, welcome boxes. Mm -hmm. You alluded to our packing shipping department. So uh, another thing we said was, you know, scouts are going to do these merit badges. How are they going to do them? Right? At camp, you have the you have program supplies there. You have the trading post that they can go buy their basketry kit and kind of thing. Well, we don't have that with virtual camp. They're going to be in their homes. Um, 
So we uh, we were like, well, we got we got to send the stuff to them. So yeah. we came up with this idea. We're going to have a little packing shipping department. Um, send the supplies for the merit badges. Uh, send them, you know, a couple of gifts, stickers, patches, stuff like that. Um, and give them all that stuff so that they were uh, the scouts would have the stuff that they needed to participate. Yeah, it seems like it went really well. I've seen a lot of positive posts on Facebook from different uh, parents uh, and pictures of their scouts with their boxes and all the items. Yeah, uh, it's it's gone really well. And I can tell you it was not easy. Um, you know, there was there was a couple times where I was just like, that's it. Like, I, my, I was so mentally drained. Like, Chris and I just sat there at, like, towards the end of one day of packing shipping. We're just like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, this is insane. But it is going extremely well, and it would not be possible. I mean, you know, Chris and I kind of had the initial idea, and then we brought in the rest of the Camp Master crew, Chris, uh, you know, Chris Smith, Jerry, uh, Gutterman, Dave, Larry, those guys. Um, then we brought in Bobby, Jacob, and Andy, um, the rest of the program team and then Ranger Nick. Um, and so it, it kind of kept building out and out um, with more people, more ideas, and, you know, er, how everything was going to happen. Um, but it really would not be possible without the counselors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we're running a first year camper program. There's two people running that. We're running uh, 95 Maribad sessions each week uh, oh, with 19 different, 19 different counselors teaching those badges. Um, and it, it wouldn't be possible without those counselors. Uh, they are pouring their heart, their souls into delivering this program, um, coming up with different ideas, uh, that I, you know, would never have, uh, you know, I don't think I could, you know, teach the badges the way that they're teaching, mm -hmm. uh, in a virtual environment. They were phenomenal. So how many folks were kind of employed in this effort? in total 29 so, uh, little smaller than our traditional Resica staff um but it ended up being 29 people and that's a lot of scouts i don't even want to figure out that ratio later that's that's really impressive for 29 people to be able to do all of that and then all the extra content i was definitely wa uh watching nick's videos and listening to the podcast and then you had all those uh game nights and stuff that I wasn't in, but uh, I can imagine that was a lot of work. And, and you know, I, there's, you know, just like, um, just like traditional summer camp, there's, there's 29 staff members, traditional summer camp. We have about 105 staff members. Um, the, you know, those guys are there and they're doing great job and great work, but without, you know, our volunteer base as well, you know, we, we would not be able to do some of the stuff that we do. Um, you know, uh, Chris Smith kind of took this whole shipping thing and ran with it. Um, he wasn't there each day with us as we were packing or shipping, um, but he kind of laid it all out, how it was going to work, did the groundwork connecting us with the post office and the, the shipping easy group and all these different things, and, you know, it made that happen. Um, you know, Larry puts together uh, 
you know, the, the leader's guide and program guide for traditional camp this summer. He put together our guide for virtual camp this summer. Um, you know, Dave and Matt, Dave Gibbons and Matt Gutterman, so many other little things that, you know, I, I couldn't even name everything that they possibly done um, to kind of make this, this program a success. Yeah, it sounds like it was quite the undertaking. I can only imagine the logistical nightmares for each little part. So that's really good on all of you for doing all of that. I probably would have broke, um, to be quite honest. But uh, alrighty. So the next few questions you kind of already answered. All right, here's some more, uh, I guess we'll say nitty gritty, um, just because I'm kind of writing that history for y'all. Um, so when was welding added as a program? Oh my gosh, you skipped so many questions. Well, you kind of answered them, and then you said you didn't want this to be the Steve Mock show, so I was like, all right, we'll focus on Resica. Okay. Uh, um, so when was, all right, you want to know some specific stuff? Yeah. Uh, welding. So uh, in 2010, uh, we started it. Um, 2010, the BSA had 100th anniversary merit badges. Yeah. Um, there, there was four of them. One of them was carpentry. Uh, so one of our um, longtime volunteers from, you know, back in the, uh, back in the early days, you can call it, uh, Rick Archangel, uh, he taught carpentry merit badge. That was kind of the birth of, like, our, our shop program area. Um, it was, you know, Ricky with, like, 40 kids making stuff out of wood, banging nails with hammers. And he almost went insane. Um, but that was kind of the, the star of the shop program. Um, so then uh, you could only earn those badges in 2010, 2011. Uh, we introduced plumbing. Oh. So that was like kind of our next shop-oriented badge. And it still wasn't, um, still wasn't a, like a... a full program area mm -hmm. uh that was um the the qm guys kind of taught that like one or two sessions of plumbing um and then it was in 2012 that we added welding and plumbing um and created that shop area um john john larkin was the first uh first director of that shop program area um and he ran it for three summers and then as it went on, you know, like anything else, it started out small and then gained popularity. We expanded it, kind of rotated through that second badge mm -hmm. through metalwork in there for a while. Okay. Then we had metalwork, plumbing, and welding. Um, then, you know, you kind of rotate through welding being that solid thing, but change it up every now and again, keep the rest of the shop area program fresh. Okay. That is, I didn't know, know you, there was even a plumbing merit badge. Yeah. So. All right. Oh, we did painting. I'm oh. sorry. 20, 2011 was painting. Oh. And we, <laughs> kids painted so many different things that then had to be repainted. I was about to say, um, sometimes when you have, a, for example, ordeals paint things, you typically have to redo it all. 
So it was painting and not plumbing. It was not painting and plumbing. But in 2012, we had plumbing and welding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Paint, painting did not last more than one summer, let me tell you. I can imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> so then when was the Native American Village added? Uh, that was also 2012. Okay. Um, 2012, uh, Chris was like, uh, go do this Native American Village. Mm-hmm. All right. He must have went to the Churchville Nature Center uh, in Bucks County half yeah. dozen times. Um, and, he, you know, he's like, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be awesome. And slowly added uh, different things um, as we went. Uh, you know, um, archaeology, Indian lore, and fly fishing are the badges that teach there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweat house, long house, garden, all the different things. Um, it's like a conclave. The village gets the like a nice little upgrade and expansion because yeah. um, that becomes a program feature of the section conclave as well. Um, but uh, yeah, John Gerlach was the you know the first direct area director of uh, Native American Village in 2012. Gotcha. And Russica Rangers was that added or was that just a renaming of the first year program? Um. So for for the Dan, uh, first year program at Resica for the Dan Beard program. Um, and that was kind of constantly evolving uh, and changing. It seemed like each director had their own twist that they wanted to put on it um, to make it different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then in 2018, um, we decided that we were going to totally uh, revamp the program from what it was. Um, with, at the time there was also plans to kind of build, a build a building, uh, okay. and some different patrol shelters and things like that. Okay. Um, and that's kind of still on the back burner. Um, that wasn't like the first thing we needed to do to get the program off the ground. Um, but so 2018, we, uh, we rebranded the first year program as the Resica Rangers, uh, with the you know the intention of it being a different program than the Dan Beard program um, that had been its predecessor. Gotcha. And then Weeblos Wednesdays. When did y'all start doing those? Weeblos Wednesday. That was in 2017. Uh, this was uh, Chris Brenner's big idea. Um, like. And he, he, a scoutmaster suggested it to him, and Chris was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so scout, the Weeblo scouts come up for the day on Wednesday and kind of experience what Resica Falls is like. Uh, it's, a, it's a day, you know, 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get lunch, do different activities in different program areas, and get a little taste of Resica Falls. Um, so what that would be like when they become Boy Scouts or – uh, Scouts BSA um, members um, to uh, what Russica would be like. Yeah, I remember in, at Muster we had a, a flyer for that, and I think just for Russica in general and our very, uh, I guess, gung ho Cub Scouts, we would look, point to that and say, Well, you can go to Russica. Um, and a bunch of them seem quite excited for that. That's pretty cool. 
And then Tom the Toad, when was he against carved? Because it was a dead tree. Yeah, so Tom the Toad was carved. Um, there was a professional chainsaw artist uh, that carved Tom the Toad. That was in 2015. Um, 2015, we kind of did a bunch of renovations around the parade field. Uh, so there's the current benches there that are there with the eight by ten tops. Um, we uh, we built those mm-hmm. um, myself, um, Mike Coyne, and uh, Chris's son Matt Brenner. The three of us um, measured cut. Uh, routed the edges the whole nine yards for each of those um, each of those benches and then there was another crew uh, that was setting the posts and then it was a combo effort of putting them all uh, putting them all together um, and then that's also when the blacktop basketball court would be um, would be installed uh, and the human foosball court was built um, which also happened in the spring of 2015. Uh, we, you know, dug dug some holes, um, put some posts in the ground, concrete, and then we came back, built sides. That was our crew that did that, uh, and then so yeah. But then Tom the Toad was part of that kind of a parade field rejuvenation. Um, I guess started with the clock tower. They uh, Two year and two years before, um, but then Tom the Toad. I guess Jerry probably told you a little bit about mm-hmm. Tom the Toad coming from Treasure Island. That whole concept with Chuck Ben Shetler, um, and you know that that idea that um, you know the the Tom the Toad Marching and Hopping Society neat little thing that uh, Jerry is our president of. Yeah, I gotta see him uh, once COVID's over and get another card. I got one when I was a Cub Scout at heart, but I definitely need another one. Alrighty, so that's kind of all the questions, I guess. Uh, oh no, the field weekend. Field weekend. When was that? At? Yeah, yeah, the field event weekend. The first one of those was in 2018. Okay. And then I guess kind of backtracking the girls. So how many girls attended that first summer? Uh, that I guess the Scouts BSA was a thing. So 2019, if I recall. 2019. Yeah, first summer with girls. Uh, we had 111 girls. That's not bad for the first year. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, it was about 20 different troops. Um, and uh, about 111 girls. And a virtual program, there's been a significant number of girls as well. So I think uh, the the um, female troops for scouts bsa i think is really taking off mm-hmm. um, and i think uh it's going to be a very cool thing for the years to come indeed indeed all right i guess the last question we'll at we'll ask for i guess like the recorded part um so what ke- keeps you uh coming back to Resica even after like some of the folks you originally joined staff with or originally worked with are are gone at this point. I guess they're not. That's the thing. Um, you know, uh, the the people that I started working with in 2009, um, 
Dave Gibbons, uh, Matt Gutterman, John Gerlach, Ray Tartaglia, uh, Chris, John Bickle, um, volunteers like Larry Niebauer and Jeff Astor. Uh, those guys haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, uh, Chris and I are the, the only ones that are still working at camp from when I started in 2009 and Nick McKee. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but, you know, uh, like I talked about with the, you know, the different parts that people played in virtual camp, um, you know, the, everyone's, you know, still there, uh, weekends, um, weeks during the summer, staff weekend, weeks, weekends during the off season, um, you know, staff week, director's week. You know, it's it's just as much getting camp set up, training the staff. You know, it's it's almost like little alumni weekends and stuff like that too, um, with people coming back and you know helping camp and helping us do what we're doing um, to kind of keep the keep it all going. That must be a very uh, unique and also amazing uh, thing to kind of have a group of people like that. I think uh, how things are gonna track for next summer I'll be the last one standing from uh my original staff group in 2014 so I envy you I'll, I'll say it very frankly I envy you with that well it's funny um so Matt Gutterman pointed something out to me kind of funny um and uh you know even with our virtual camp uh it, it can it's a uh it's a, still a true statement mm-hmm Nobody next summer can say they're a returning staff member. Oh. Really, no one can really say that they are a returning staff member at a lot of camps, which is an interesting idea. Yeah, I haven't really pondered that one yet. <laughs> so. And that is all for this week's episode of the Cedar Log. If you have any questions for Research Steve, Please feel free to reach out to us at history at unamilodge.org or you can find us on our social media on Instagram and Facebook, which is just History Committee Unami Lodge 1. Thank you. Stay safe. Have a great day.